Listener Production. What was behind the market's messy end to a massive week? And find out which stock more than halved its share price today. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 4th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, happy Friday, my friend. Happy Friday. What a week. What a week it's been. Such a long week for me, especially two days in the office. That's right. You're on leave, came back for a couple of days. The market was all over the place. It has been. It as well. has been. We've had something for everyone <laughs> this week, haven't we? We've had losses. We've had gains. Over the course of the week, the market did drop back. But um, today we did see the ASX 200 lifting by 13 points, a fifth of a percent higher to 7,300 and 25. And this morning we had the... It was a bumpy ride though it to was, get there. It was, because in the first few hours we had uh, some comments from the Reserve Bank, which seemed to actually hurt the market for a while. And then there was news out of China as far as tariffs are concerned, which actually helped our market in the final few hours of trade. Exactly right. So as you alluded to, over the course of the week, our market did drop back by about 1%. And this put an end to three straight weeks of gains so it's not been such a great start to August, has it? It has not been, uh, actually, and it's been quite a messy one too. I mean, today specifically, if we look at the Reserve Bank, perhaps, that was one of the reasons why markets actually seemed to do poorly and it was a bit puzzling quite why an, that might have actually happened. Yeah, quite an interesting reaction. So basically, all in all, the, the RBA released a statement of monetary policy in a nutshell, it said it expects inflation to slow at a faster pace this year than it thought in May. So basically, they think they're going to tackle inflation faster than previously anticipated, which has been the goal with all of these interest rate hikes. And you would think that would be good news. This is a document that's out on a quarterly basis as well. So it's when we find out what their targets are, what their expectations are for things like economic growth and jobs and inflation. And, and you're right. Um, I think there are a few things moving forward here that will still be important for, for interest rates because at the moment the, the bank's call is that this could be it for interest rate hikes and they might be happy with where the cash rate is and that cash rate's at 4.1%. Very important for what we pay on all types of loans across the economy from home loans to, to business loans as well. But in the last couple of weeks of August, these are the things to watch for. There's an update on wages on the 15th of August. Two days later, there's an update on jobs. Then in the last few days of the month, we've got figures on retail spending, which shows how much we're spending at the shops. That's on the 28th of August. And then on the 30th of August, update an update on inflation. So they will all play a part in what the Reserve Bank does in September. But for now, they might even be happy with where rates are right now. Exactly right. And coming out of that, they said they expect inflation to be within the target range by 2025, which seems promising. And as far as what happened over the week, you alluded to the fact that our market actually dropped by around 1, 1.1% for the week. We hit a two-week low yesterday, but earlier in the week, we had the Reserve Bank keeping rates on hold for a second straight month. And that's something that wasn't a given. Economists were very much split over what would actually happen there. So when we had that take place on Tuesday, the market basically hit a five-month high and got very close to a record high, about 2% away from hitting its best levels ever. So markets got a bit nervy around those levels, and in the last few couple of days have been a little underwhelming. And in the US, we had Fitch, one of the major rating agencies in the US, or globally, basically downgraded U.S. debt, what they think of uh, you know the quality of U.S. debt and how likely they are to repay and not default. 
this is for the first time since 2011 that any of those major agencies uh, actually cut that. So that was some of the main things that happened this week. Yeah, there was plenty to digest this week. We also had US earnings, which would have played a factor in the movements in the market and what we saw here locally as well. In terms of sector performance today, as I said, it was a bit of a bumpy ride throughout the day, but we ended to see only four of 11 sectors declining. Healthcare was by far the worst sector. It was down 1.2%. This was mainly due to falls in CSL, Mesoblast and ResMed, which we'll delve into shortly. Further declines were offset, though, by some of the biggest miners. So BHP, Fortescue and Rio did a pretty good job. A solid lift in tech stocks again today as well. Best performer in terms of percentage point lifts and energy wasn't too far behind either. Yeah, and there were a few stocks that received quite a bit of attention today. One of them is, I don't know if it's your favourite. It's not my favourite, no, but I was bouncing out of my seat when I noticed this one earlier today. Retail. (laughs) You love retail I just got really excited (laughs) by how well its share price was performing. So City Chick, this is the the plus-size women's retail brand. It released news after the market shut actually yesterday, basically saying that the company is exiting the European and Middle Eastern markets and also divested its Evans brand, which is another woman's plus-size retailer. And this will give City Chick a nice 12 million Aussie bucks after the transaction costs. Are you laughing because earlier I said buccarinos? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was was wondering if you'd say buccarinos. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it until you had your head in your hands just then. So bucks, yes. (laughs) So basically it did all of this to simplify and streamline its business And this was clearly taken quite positively by investors. Its share price was up 28%. It was the best performer by far on the all odds. On the other hand, though, Mesoblast went even further the other way. Its shares were down 57%. So they're a biotech company developing a treatment that targets inflammatory diseases And today the company announced that the US drug regulator has requested more data before approving its new drug to treat a disease in children. So that will require the company to conduct another study. So all in all, not a great reaction for investors today. Definitely pumping out that sell button. Yeah, they've been trying to get this across the line for for years and years. So nine straight days of declines now for Mesoblast. They were in a trading hold as well for Mm. for a couple of days there. Yep. And ResMed was another underperformer today. This is a a sleep apnea treatment company. Those sexy masks um, some people wear when they can't sleep very well or snore really badly. Well, down about 9.5% today. Now, it fell short of expectations with its profit results, particularly when it comes to its margins that actually worsened a bit. And many analysts were, were expecting margins to actually show some improvement, even though you know, it actually raised its prices on its products, it was hit by higher costs. So manufacturing got more, more expensive and also it's more expensive to get some of the components and needs for its products too. We also got an update today on the ANZ Suncorp acquisition. So basically the ACCC, the competition regulator, rejected the $4.9 billion merger where ANZ was going to acquire Suncorp. It was looking into the case for a while, trying to determine if the acquisition would hinder competition and also trying to see if the positives of the merger would outweigh the negatives. In the end, it clearly denied the transaction, stating that they weren't satisfied that it wouldn't impact competition and that less competition could lead to customers getting a worse deal. By the end of the day, we saw ANZ and Suncorp Group shares both up slightly, almost close to 1%. And ANZ said it would appeal the decision, right? And would 
disagree with the ACCC's assessment. It's disappointed as well. And amongst other things, I mean, even if it gets across the line eventually, which could potentially happen, this just delays the acquisition by a number of months, but still, you know, a reasonably positive response from markets today, which didn't seem overly uh, concerned. Elsewhere, we had Block in focus as well. This is the company that bought Afterpay, the buy now, pay later group, uh, a little more than, uh, than a year ago, down about 6% today, handed down some quarterly results, which were broadly mixed but uh, did seem to disappoint the market. Uh, the focus seemed to be on its Aussie buy now, pay later business. So Block said it's doing a bit better over in the United States as far as growth is concerned. And in Australia, it's um, it's struggling a little more. So it shares taking a bit of a hit today. And also I should mention Good. Treasury Wine Estates. You should this was that. a really interesting one because it wasn't doing that well early and then really took off over the course of the afternoon. So by the end of trade, it was up by 2.7%. So I think this really came down to that update from China, which at around 1.30ish PM today, Sydney time, said it would lift some tariffs on Aussie barley, which has uh, not much to do with Treasury Wine Estate specifically, but they're lifting these tariffs from tomorrow. So these tariffs were introduced back in May 2020 after Australia accused China of selling grain at below cost, which set off what many were describing as a bit of a trade war of sorts between both nations. So basically the hope here is that this could potentially be helpful as far as potentially removing duties on Aussie wine, which has really hurt Treasury Wine Estates for for quite some time. So Treasury Wine Estates went, you know, quite obviously north after this announcement was made. And in that announcement today, the Ministry of Commerce in China actually said this came about in the face of changes in the Chinese barley market. So that's what actually initiated these changes. So hopefully we'll see some good stuff happening there. Again, the tariffs are being lifted from tomorrow. Tonight's going to be interesting in the US because it's the most important uh, piece of data out of the United States this evening. This is the non-farm payrolls, which in English is just an update on how many jobs were added or lost in the past month. So it's going to be out just a little before the open of the US market. Always important for interest rate hikes. So the bigger the number is, the worse it basically is likely to be for markets. Exactly. Um, So it's going to be one to watch. We're expecting to see 180,000 jobs added. So anything outside of that could potentially move markets. Of course, we did get those job figures, the ADP job figures a couple of days ago, and they were hotter than expected. So that did leave markets a little bit unsettled, thinking that these job figures could come out stronger than expected as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on that front. And early this morning, we had two of the largest companies in the US out with profit results, Apple and Amazon, which I believe you looked at Apple in a bit of detail this morning. But after market close, it actually did fall back a little. So it it seemed to be a bit disappointing, right? Exactly right. And if you want to find out more on that, please check out our reel on Instagram. Yep. And Amazon, on the other hand, went in the other direction. The fourth largest company in America fell about 8% in after hours trade. So not officially, I guess, during trading hours, but what happens tonight, you know, could be Apple potentially dropping back a little early trade and Amazon maybe rising. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. We will. And if we look ahead to next week, we'll just point out a couple of the main things, a little bit quieter next week. I mean, when I say quiet, it's still, there's still plenty going on, but just maybe not as big as we have seen in the past couple of weeks. So the highlight in Australia will be the RBA official speech on Tuesday. So we're always interested to hear whenever we have a central banker speaking. We'll also have uh, Aussie earnings season continuing to ramp up. We have the likes of 
Suncorp and CBA releasing earnings on Wednesday, AGL, Boral, AMP on Thursday, Newcrest Mining, Baby Bunting on Friday, among many others. Yep. And globally, one of the things to watch will be inflation. So we'll have some updates in the United States on this, which is always important for rates in China as well. Not yep. quite as important, but still gets a bit of attention. And that'll be both consumer and business inflation that we'll be yep. looking at. Yep. Exactly. And on and China is one of those countries that it does not have an inflation problem like, like you know, Australia or the US or many other countries. So probably won't get as much attention, but still will be watched. And then on Thursday, we've got Rio Tinto trading ex-dividend. So that's the cutoff for who's going to get a dividend payment. Pays out a pretty big div. So always a possibility that it is a bit of a weight on the market on Thursday. And uh, enjoy the weekend. We made it. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. We'll catch you back here on Monday. Make sure you tune in to Tom and Ryan on Monday morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.